0: i oh, oh,
1: Boys and Ghouls, welcome to episode ninety-two of Dad's from the Crypt: the Tales from the Crypt podcast. My name is Jason, and tonight I'm joined by Jody. Hello, and Mondo. Hello, Jason. Hello, Mondo. Um, and we have a very special guest tonight. We have writer, director, Kira Elise Gardner. Welcome. Hello. So <laughs> glad to have you here. Um, your latest project, Living with Chucky, is doing gangbusters. <laughs> um, with reviews and buzz and um uh, i don't know if i told you this but i saw it at scream Fest at the premiere oh i
2: didn't know that I, yeah. were, I, missed, I didn't read that my brain glossed over it no
1: i don't think i might not mention <laughs> it in, the, in the thing but yeah i, I went was i, I met up with zorn there um
2: oh, okay
1: yeah and, and actually that's how i got to talk to chelsea rebecca about doing some voice work for the dead easy project so it was it was a very cool night, and um, it was really cool to see your premiere and just all the support and love that was going out. And um, I, I rewatched it for the first time since then uh, earlier today, and it still it just hits me on many levels. Um, I'm not not to like gush over it, but like you know, there's like the the never sleep again and the. Was it Crystal Lake Memories? Crystal
0: Lake Memories, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and those are all great docs. And this kind of fills that niche a little bit too. But then it goes into like this whole like family thing. It just gives this great big fuzzy family feeling <laughs> that I really loved.
2: Oh, thank you. And,
1: and then... it looks like it just released
3: on Screenbox, I think, uh, yep. today, right? Or or May or May first, I think.
2: Uh, May first might be other countries. It was April fourth.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, I, I
3: okay. saw
0: that it'd been out for a little bit.
1: And, um, and and also it's a great tribute to the hardships of filmmaking, um, which especially now with the WGA strike happening is like more important than ever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, truly. It's like, it it goes to show, it's funny because people, when I was in film school, people were like, Oh, Kira, you know, her family's had it so easy. She's an industry kid. And I'm like, nah, I grew up in the writer's strike of 08. And both my parents were very Mm. poor, (laughs) 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 like they lost their jobs. So. Uh, what? could have touched on stuff like that even in the documentary as well because that was all, ha- all still relevant, still is.
3: Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize, like, I have a friend that used to write for TV, and like, there's a long period where there's just no work, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and they said, then he was kind of saying that, like, only like the, Brunkhi- the Bruckheimers, and like the people at uh, the Vince Gillian, Gill- Gillian Gillian, um, those are people that are making a ton of money, but most people that most of your average writers are they're struggling, like everybody else,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's not
1: glamorous. It's rough. Tough. No.
2: no, filmmaking is tough on so many levels.
1: Like it's a magical job, but it's also extremely demanding of your time and effort. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's a producer uh, for major TV series, and it's his kid's birthday, and he, he like flew back the night before, flew back the next morning just to be there for the birthday. You know.
2: Yeah. It's a rough. I didn't. I didn't realize how rough it is it was probably karma I this this past year and finishing the documentary I was also dating somebody in the film industry as well and um they you know I was touring for the the film festivals and always out of town and then he was working on tv shows that were filming out of town and same thing we'd like meet up for like two days and then have to leave and I was like oh my god could you imagine having kids with this and I was like oh my god that was my parents and then I was like oh my god I understand everything now
1: yeah, but uh, it again sucked. it's a fantastic film. Again, the friendly one who's even the mild fan of Chucky you'll have a great time. But also I love movies about film. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Like I love uh, to me, I'm the kind of person where I actually I like watching the making of documentaries more than the movies a lot of the times. Like probably a lot of the classic movies, like the alien movies at this point, I'd rather I'd watch the making of's rather than the movies themselves. Um that makes so sense. This, this really scratched that itch. So I really I really like that. Yeah. Um, but tonight, we're here to talk some crypt. So, um, have you watched Tales of the Crypt before? Was this your first crypt episode?
2: I, I wa- I've I, watched episodes of the new show, the new, or what is the oh, new Oh, one?
1: that's um, Creep, show. Creep Show.
2: Creep Show. I watched Creep Show because well, it's the same puppet, right? Sometimes it's a similar. It's, it's a similar, similar but, but yeah. Similar puppet. Okay. Yeah. You can tell that I am a Gen <laughs> Um
4: Yeah.
2: No, I guess I combined creep show and tales from the crypt in my head yeah so this is oh, actually the first fine. time
1: watching a tales from the crypt episode all right well let's uh, we'll get into that um tonight we're talking about the season six episode doctor of horror from january 4th 1995 jody give us the plot synopsis
0: yeah before i do that i have to share a cool fact with kira since we're talking tales from the crypt um, the Crypt Keeper, uh, you know, he has those very blue eyes. Oh, yeah.
2: They're Chucky's eyes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I knew that. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people ask, um, a lot of people will DM me and be like, it's the same animatronics and I'm like, Chucky's three feet tall. No.
4: Yeah, just animals. <laughs> but it is
2: the same eyes. No, yeah. I appreciate okay. you saying that. So you're ahead
0: of me. I, I yeah. thought I was telling you well, something cool, but you are. Okay,
1: Here's one. <laughs> Brad Dorf is in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. And well, I did
2: not know that.
1: There is a throwaway shot where the camera's kind of panning through a dark house. You could see a little figure running in the background and hear a little chuckle.
2: Ah.
1: It has nothing to do with the episode. It's just like a little, <laughs> little Easter a egg. Little
2: Easter egg. I love that. I'll have to go
1: yeah. watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a clip.
0: Alright, so let's talk about this episode. Um, I didn't take extensive notes this time because I just wanted to watch this one because it looked like a fun one. And I think it is. A little spoiler. Uh, I, I do think it's a lot of fun, but I do have notes. Um, let's start with the fact that we get the Crypt Keeper as a barber this time with a big floppy mustache. Uh, just hilarious stuff. I, I love he pulls off the uh, the patrons like hot towel off his face. And it's just this like skull with steam coming off of it. Great, great Crypt Keeper intro. we get to our actual story, we meet our two main characters, Charlie and Richard, who are night watchmen at a morgue. And Ben Stein is their boss, and he's really hard on them. And he says, you know, uh, you need to make sure and guard this place. We can't have any bodies go missing. It would ruin our business, which I mean, I I guess that makes sense. Uh, And immediately after leaving, a dude shows up to steal a body. And I mean, immediately, like 30 seconds later, he had to be waiting around the corner. Um, his name is Dr. Orloff. And he promises Charlie and Richard $500 each to help him steal a body. And uh, Charlie and Richard are just some guys out, you know, trying to make a living. And so they take it with no question. Uh, we find out uh, in Dr. Orloff's crypt. I mean, it, it very much looks like a crypt. Uh, That he is looking for the human soul. And he thinks he knows where it's located in the body. And so he takes the body and slices down the is down the back or the front. I think it's down the back, the back, like the base base, around the spinal column.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so they slice and he's looking for some little glowing object that he says is the soul. Um, Richard's very into this whole thing. He's getting, you know, disturbingly into it. (laughs) And uh, Charlie's grossed out by the whole thing. Uh, He also asked him to help with this freezer full of dead bodies that he needs to dispose of. And Richard says, it's going to cost you a lot more than $500. He goes, oh, how much? $600. Richard is not a great negotiator. (laughs) I I just bought a car like last week, and Richard would be somebody buying a a much too expensive car. Um, Anyway, but Charlie has a conscience through all this whole thing. He's talking with Richard as they're disposing of the bodies. He isn't comfortable with the idea. He, he like he's okay with the bodies, but stealing a soul is very upsetting for Charlie. So the next morning, uh, they get back to the place. They're sleeping there uh, with a bottle of whiskey, sit- empty bottle of whiskey sitting nearby. Ben Stein comes in and he fires them, and uh, Richard does not take it well and kills Ben Stein. I- he probably has a character name. I don't know. He's just Ben Stein. Like I Andrews. guess I guess he is other people, but he's always just Ben Stein as he's far as I'm concerned. A, he's,
1: he's the Visine the, he, guy and the, yeah. you know, and the talk yeah. Show guy and the the, yeah. uh, the Reagan speechwriter guy. Sure. Um his character name is Andrews because you know okay. my, my spreadsheets. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So
0: <laughs> Ben Stein apparently has a character <laughs> name. I'll continue to call him Ben Stein the rest of the okay. episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so he kills him and they take him down to Dr. Orloff who finds that little glowing soul spot, but it disappears. And that's when Charlie figures that the soul disappears once the body dies. So in order to do what Dr. Orloff is trying to do, you'd have to take it from a little from a living person. And uh, when Charlie leaves, Richard says, you know, we have a Charlie problem here. You know, I, I I am fully on board with all this stuff with you. I want to do this, but Charlie's going to be an issue. And so Richard knocks Charlie out. Does he knock him out? I, I, I'm
3: forgetting. Yeah, I think so. so.
0: Yeah. He just knocks him out, takes him to Dr. Orloff and, uh, he's still alive. So Dr. Orloff does his incision and finds Charlie's soul and takes it out, puts it in a little jar and then lets Richard just chop up his friend for fun, you know, cause Richard is a psychopath at this point, I guess. Uh, And uh, they throw Charlie's body into the well with others, including his removed head. Um, But later, Charlie's dead body climbs out of the well, carrying his own head with some really fantastic makeup, like the makeup in this episode, top notch, slimy, wet, rotting corpse body. It's just great. And uh, he comes back to the lab and he, we don't see it happen, but he cuts off Dr. Orloff's head and puts it in a little thing to weigh it. It reminded me a lot of uh, the doctor's head and Reanimator, mm-hmm. just sitting in that yeah. container. And then he starts to dismember Richard. And Richard says, no, but you're a good guy. And Charlie says, no, you took my soul out. And with no soul, Charlie is no longer a good guy. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end on Richard's screams.
4: Well, good well. stuff
1: all right uh carrie you're our guest so you can start us off what did you think of this episode
2: i feel like a, a kind of a am i allowed to cuss on this podcast yeah, Absolutely, i feel like i'm a bit of an asshole because i don't have anything to compare it to because i haven't watched a lot of episodes <laughs> that's but fine what what years i should know that like being my dad's daughter i should really fucking know this but um what were like the years that this show was really popular, Tales from the Crypt. Is it 80? Probably, no,
1: like late? 90s. It started in 89, but it really hit started like 90, 92,
2: 91. Yeah. I imagine this is like a more grown up, um, gory version of Goosebumps, which yeah. is yeah. really no, what I grew understand. up on. So mm-hmm. it was, I was like, oh, okay. As I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's like Goosebumps. And then as soon as uh, the crypt guy took the towel off and it was like a steaming, <laughs> acidy face, I was like, oh, just kidding. This is like. <laughs> Or maybe late teenagers and everybody above um it was cool I didn't expect as much gore um I don't it's so funny the Ben Stein I know him from a uh, voice on the fairly odd parents as a really oh yeah
1: good. yeah, yeah. Oh, Very. yeah.
2: <laughs> um but yeah and then the other actor from the bird cage uh you think is there, yeah up. yes um uh, it's it's cool to see all these actors' faces that I recognize. I'm like, yeah. wow, everybody top notch was like a part of it. It's really cool. But I didn't expect his character to just be like, that's fine. I'll chop up, I'll chop up my <laughs> friend at the end and go crazy. It takes a lot to like also cut a head off. So like, that's you got to be really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked <my> t- <laughs> <laughs> up but I don't know. Any, am I, am I supposed to keep going on? on uh, no, mind? no, okay, you
1: want. as much as you we want. just
3: ramble. So, it's, you, 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 yeah. Yeah. all right, Mondo, I don't know. I'd uh, say so now you caught me off guard, I didn't expect to go next. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, I think this is, I think this is one again, uh, another good season six episode, which is kind of cool considering we haven't had a lot of great season six episodes. Um, uh, Travis Tritt surprisingly was decent in this, yeah. yeah. Like, what if yeah. a mullet? yeah and that dude's <laughs> hairstyle like it was 1994 but that dude's hairstyle was like 1988 like i don't know what was happening <laughs> what was happening there you had some like lift going on yeah, yeah. Dude, like it was like feathered and a mullet at the same time yes. it was like it's like if, if uncle jesse from full house joined leonard skinner it was fucking ridiculous uh i love ben stein he's great i love hank Azaria. i thought the cast got had did a really good job playing off each other uh i, I did like that out of nowhere though this orderly i I like the fact a the orderly is like don't worry about it we won't get caught they'll just assume we got drunk on the job because we suck at our jobs and we do it all the time anyways like that's a reasonable excuse not to get fired yeah so like ben stein kind of had it coming to him right because you kept these guys employed Uh, they're obviously like they got i I don't know about you guys well i work from home sometimes i could probably get drunk on the job my boss wouldn't tell on me because i you know i'm my own boss sometimes but uh (laughs) but like in most places if you get drunk on the job too many times they don't one time they don't let you keep your job you you have to go find a new job um yeah but i I did love how there were just these bumbling kind of idiots and i I love that trope in in movies but i did love how the one orderly suddenly after after the doctor's like it takes a precise hand and a lot of training to do this he just seemed ready to start taking souls after like watching this doctor do it three or four times which i thought was super funny um but but again it's uh, the antagonist probably got his in the end and I always like that. Always makes me happy. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to call this a "Fun Tales from the Crypt" episode.
2: It's fun. Right, it's good. It's like a nice chunk too. It's not too long.
1: Mm-hmm. Can oh.
2: Like wrap it all up in one thing.
1: Yeah, that that's a balancing act because they all have to be the exact same length. So sometimes they leave you wanting more. Sometimes you're like, oh, it's going, it's dragging. So it's it's good Ooh. when it. Hits that mark,
3: and when it drags, you know it's bad because it, tw- it, nothing should drag for twenty minutes. Like if it's twenty right. minutes long. No. like there's been some episodes. I've looked at the clock. I'm like, it's only been eight minutes. I'm like, really, <laughs> I have thirteen more minutes to watch. Yeah. And there are other episodes, kind of like this one, where it just kind of hits you and it's like, "Oh, that's a good length." You know, kind of nailed mm-hmm. it.
2: Yeah.
3: Is, is is Travis? By the way, is Travis' trip problematic nowadays? I don't think so.
2: Yeah.
1: Not probably not as much as Ben Stein, but that's a whole other. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, Ben Stein. Yeah.
3: I don't know anything about Ben Stein since he left. What was it? Win Ben Stein's money.
1: When Ben Stein's money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gosh. he's gone. He's gone all off the deep end.
3: Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I just wanted to be this lovable monotone guy for the rest of his life. And, oh my god! Yeah, he should have. <laughs> he didn't. Like I- I've always said, there's certain actors or wrestlers. I'm really happy. Like oh, I'm happy they died. Don't get me wrong. But I'm glad they're not around for the Twitter the Twitter era because I probably grow to hate them.
4: <laughs> mm.
3: Like Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> right. if he just if he just kept if he just stayed a mute character like he wasn't wrestling it would perfectly fine
1: <laughs> like jody
0: yeah no i had a lot of fun with this episode um i thought the cast was really good it was surprisingly good uh i don't you don't see a whole lot of Hank Azaria live action stuff in my world because i'm so used to him being a simpsons voice uh so he was really good uh, but, uh, Travis Trent, Yeah. He was a surprise because he was a lot of fun. He actually, like, he wasn't like stunt casting in this episode. Like he had a whole character arc and, uh, you know, he was like the sympathetic good guy and he got to be the monster at the end. So that's a lot
1: of fun. Uh, yeah, He did well, a good job make- with that turn. Yeah. yeah, it also goes
3: to show you how Tales in the crib is like the perfect vessel for these first-time actors because they can ham it up and cheese it up, and it's okay. It fits. Like, yeah. I, I don't expect you know, freaking whatever. I can't think of a good actor off the top of my head. Almost almost a Will Ferrell level of acting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: love Will Ferrell, but I don't know he's the epitome of great acting. But you know what yeah. I mean, though. I, I, you you don't he doesn't have to be up to a certain level. He can just be goofy and have a good time. That right. must
2: be fun for the actors as well, like yeah. And it's true because, like you, you, I, I recently wa- went and rewatched Goosebumps, and to me, as mm-hmm. a kid, that was like, oh my god, that was so fucking cool. All the SFX was so amazing, and I watched it as an adult, and I was like, this is so bad, like in <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a good way. Like it's it's supposed to look fake and all that stuff. It was for kids, but also just a lot of the acting is. Really horrible, and in this one, it what I I like never was like rolling my eyes of like ugh.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah. So
2: it makes me enticed to watch a lot more. I think that's the perception I might have had going into it that it was like a mm-hmm. goosebumpsy thing, and I was like, oh, as an adult, but yeah, everybody's acting was was really nice. I yeah. like I love Hank.
1: Yeah, yeah the the Crypt is known for being a little bit of a playground for an actor to come in and do something a little bit different. Yeah.
0: I, I watched some old Goosebumps with my kids not too long ago, yeah I was shocked by how Canadian it is. It is so it's <laughs> so extremely Canadian. Are they drinking? Um,
1: are they going to Wawas? No, just a lot of <laughs> They're going
0: to the Wawa. You know, uh accents. I think yeah, Ryan what you Gosling about- is in an episode too. <laughs> like early oh. Ryan Gosling and in, in some Goosebumps.
3: I, I, if, if like Scream, I, I think there's someone who like if Scream was in Canada. It'd be ghost face rather the knife, like yelling, sorry, sorry, as he stabs people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
0: but yeah, no, I, I I had a lot of fun with this. Good acting, good, like the pacing was good. Uh, like I said, uh in my little uh synopsis, the makeup at the end when he comes mm-hmm. in holding his own head, mm-hmm. super cool, uh gory makeup. Um, especially just the, the head being separated, like that. you it does some motion stuff that's really fun uh but yeah no I, for for a season six episode uh this was really a highlight of this season for me so far i i really enjoyed it a lot
1: nice Yeah. Uh, um i wasn't as i liked it i was as high as i think everyone else was it just was a little on the predictable side but i did like the acting and i liked the effects and the makeup and everything quite a bit
3: maybe you should have been higher when you watched it and maybe maybe i should have, have been high when, watched
1: it. when i watched yeah. it. <laughs> uh, the one time i wasn't high this week, man. Aren't. <laughs> no, um Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, it might have been the moment I just need to turn my brain off a little bit. The whole soul thing was a little cheesy. Like, oh, you have to wait for them to be slightly dead. Like that seems like a no brainer if you're like trying to find the soul. Like,
2: yeah, I'd immediately leave. Also, like, what what was he planning to do with them? Was my question though. yeah they did in
0: a little jar. Yeah, but like
2: yeah. But we got to thing bigger here, Doc.
3: Like, I know. Yeah, I would think there'd be more to I it. it, it but, yeah. it's kind of- it's kind of like the, the '90s hackers, where they're like, they don't want to do any damage to the federal database. They just want to know they can get there.
1: <laughs>
0: I think mean, he's want to know he can do
1: it. He's want to take yes. souls. Yeah.
0: I mean, you could use it as like a nightlight or
1: something. You know? like just put the little jar doesn't... up, and he's tired of he knows... his flashlight going out, so he needs nightlight.
3: I mean, could you hold a ransom and like call the family and buy? Look, dude, I got your, I got your uncle's soul. You can have it back for like ten thousand yeah. dollars.
0: I mean, maybe before Richard came in and cut yeah. his head off.
1: um but yeah overall it was fun i was fine um this was directed by larry wilson who wrote beetlejuice and adam's family oh wow um he's also like his let's see one two three fourth episode that he wrote for tales of the Crypt. he did easel kill on dead man's chest food for thoughts and um the season Seven episode we haven't covered yet about face
3: i, I like the other ones though so that's,
1: yeah no he's he's got a really good resume great writer um oh my God, yeah. and i think he's involved with the new beetlejuice which is apparently a thing now mm-hmm. is
3: tim burton directing it
1: um i don't I, know i yeah. think
0: so danny elfman's been teasing danny Elfman, board yeah.
1: for uh music again
3: tim burton's directing it we know like 80 percent of the cast already so
1: right <laughs> plus plus jenna Ortega, of course yeah 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 um, let's see. Hank Azaria plays Richard, who is in Heat, the Birdcage, and that uh, Godzilla movie from the 90s. I'm still pissed
3: about It's time yeah. to let it go. There's been enough Godzillas to redeem uh, it, and that looks like a footnote. He instead.
2: also plays um, King Tut's father in oh, um, The Night, Night, of, Night.
3: Yeah, the I love of those movies.
2: Oh, yeah. I've
1: never seen yeah, like Those cool. movies are surprisingly fun. I know they are. He are some good. of the
2: best dialogue in that whole movie.
1: Yeah. Um, and of course, on The Simpsons, he plays Moe, Combo Guy, Apu, uh, Chief Wiggum, and Dr. Nick, among many, 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 others. Many, many, many others. Um, Travis Tritt. So I, I had no clue who he was before this. He's a Grammy-winning country singer.
3: Really? You know who he was? I knew, I knew the name. The name was very, very iconic back in the... All well, my parents listened to country. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've
0: never
3: been that Man, well. man I
0: grew up... I, I've never listened to country much, but I grew up in Tennessee, so... Mm.
3: J- Jody, I, I am know. aware of all of this. My wife do you own do. a guitar, Jody? What's that? Do you own a guitar? I don't. My son has one, though. No. I feel like if you just picked it up because you have that accent, you're from Tennessee, you'd just be able to play it. Like you'd just, I, you, you, I don't just, have
0: enough of the accent. My, just, my accent's too mild. I need to gonna, have more
3: accent. When we meet up, I need you to bring a guitar up. I'm going to teach you three chords, and by the end <laughs> of the weekend, you're going to be sitting out back, and Jody's going to sing us some country songs. <laughs> So see if if
0: you go too far with the accent, you learn to play banjo. So <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't go too to Tennessee.
3: A, a banjo is actually a really difficult instrument.
1: Oh, play. it is. Yeah, my actually, brother plays both. And, yeah. yeah.
3: I tried learning banjo and I was like, no, fuck this. <laughs> I, like the guitar. Right. I thought about it once and
2: then I was yeah. like, mm, that's too much commitment for me. It
3: sounds really cool, and there's like a band I love Amigo the Devil. He plays a lot of banjo mm-hmm. and he's awesome. Yeah. And then there's a black metal band, Take, and they have a banjo in some of their songs. And I saw them live and they don't always bring the banjo. And I saw them live in Vegas. I had the banjo set up before the show. I was like, yes, we're gonna hear a banjo solo <laughs> on this black
1: metal show. And it was awesome. Steve Martin is actually a really prolific band player. Yeah. Yes, is. not so. it just wow.
3: sickening how talented Steve Martin is Like at yes. everything?
1: Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, I, I imagine he's just better at everything than I am And I'll ever beat anything. Like, if he put a gi on and did jujitsu tomorrow, he'd just kick my ass. Like I just know it because he's Steve <laughs> Martin. He's just like the best of every at everything.
1: All right. So Travis Tritt was also in. Speaking of crappy two thousands movies, Blues Brothers two thousand.
3: Hey, <laughs> I have a soft spot for that movie because John Goodman. I mean, and I do love John Goodman, but yeah, yeah. but still. <laughs> All, All right. right. But that movie. Let's be honest. That movie, though, that when they're actually just singing songs, those parts are great. Well,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. songs are the best
3: part. Though. The rest of the movie yeah. around it is dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> singing is good.
1: <laughs> um, he also did a voice on the uh, King of the Hill for one episode.
3: Makes sense. What do you do? Did
1: he say? I, don't, I don't know. I of my head, damn it, I would know. Uh, um, he also was in I'll 2001 Maniacs.
0: Oh, I like, yeah, oh. that's a cheesy, fun movie.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty fun movie. Rob, yeah, you the Robert, oh, Robert England one that's actually yeah, really man. good. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a very long time. Okay,
0: he played uh Walt in King of the Hill, Mondo. Oh.
3: Uh, uh does it say the episode?
0: Nah, probably if I look right, a little I'm gonna more. I'm going to
3: look it up. I think he's the angry guy that builds dollhouse furniture. <laughs> That's fun. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: All
3: right, he, he, his favorite line is, "Uh, there's two things I love in this world. Kicking ass and building little dollhouse furniture.
1: <laughs> Mom, I think you got, you got your bumper sticker right there. Dude, I love King of the Hill. Uh, okay, Ben Stein, f- we know him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, pl- uh, Plane Chains Automobiles, Ghostbusters 2, uh, The Wonder Years, The Mass, Casper, and of course, Win Ben Stein's Money. Um, and then Orloff, or yeah, Olaf. I want say, mm. I keep wanting to say Olaf, but Count Orloff. Is played Orloff. by Austin Pendleton. Um, he was in the Barbara Streisand movie, What's Up Doc? He was in the first Muppet movie. Ooh. He was also in Short Circuit, My Cousin Vinny. He a ton of TV, homicide life on the streets, the West Wing, Oz. He was also in Finding Nemo.
2: Who's voice in Finding Nemo? Um,
1: I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> Jody, <laughs> you're, okay. my, you're my Google monkey tonight. That's
2: like, that's, we have to know. I feel like oh. I would have recognized it. But maybe okay. Not.
3: Well, Jody's looking at Travis is Tr- actually in the King of the Hill episode where Hank rents a big rig to take his mom's stuff to, uh, uh, to deliver it to her. It's a great episode and at the very end has the best song of all time where they sing the song about Hank and, Hank and Bob here going down the hill? Something like that. I don't remember.
1: Travis <laughs> Tritt sings it? I don't know. Someone sings know. it. Some country singer sings
2: Somebody it. Somebody
1: somewhere.
0: Yeah, He plays Gurgle also in Finding Nemo. I'm
1: not sure who Gurgle is. Who's Gurgle? Gurgle? Uh, I think yeah. it's one of the voices in the fish tank.
2: Yeah, I was about to oh, say. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's
2: obsessed with Short Circuit for a very long period of time.
3: Uh, it's such a great movie, though. That is it such is. a great movie. I feel like
2: it was underrated. Nobody, yeah. knows, I know, my age knows that that, mo- that movie exists. So
3: watching it as an adult, sometimes, like it's a sad movie too. Like, like you feel depressing. so bad for Joe. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. I, I I'm really interested. I should, I should probably look. There's probably people have written about like the all the underlying themes in that movie because it's a, it's basically an inanimate object He becomes alive, and all he wants to do is live
1: a good life, and all these people want to kill it right yeah is yeah,
4: that the Johnny one phone. though
1: with like a lab assistant in brown face is or it a different one uh, excuse me jason what there, I, I get I keep getting mixed up with a different movie where there's a lab assistant doing like an indian exactly. indian <gasps> accent oh
2: whoa i don't remember i don't recall that if it it's was, been
0: right. a long time since i've seen yeah
3: it. for um that would be if sad, you want to, for any complaints email dads from the crypt at gmail.com I know. <laughs> Oh,
0: Jason! <laughs> I, again, I'm, I'm googling over here in my other window, and yeah, you're right. There is uh, there is an Indian character played by a white man.
2: No, uh, damn. Actually, no. But,
0: but re- really, uh, about movies. director and actor has said he regrets doing that. Well,
2: duh. Is, well, I mean,
3: I think most people have been called out for doing blackface and say they regret yeah. it after the fact. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Fisher yeah, I, Stevens was the director. I didn't know that. I didn't know if either. it's
3: a small, if it's a smaller time actor, like I have a trouble blaming them because they're just trying to get some work. Well, yeah, yeah. do anything they're asked to do. I'm, I'm not saying
1: like the movie should be burnt from memory or history. It's just, no, no, yeah. no. It's yeah. I still like the
0: movie.
2: But
1: yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch that. But it right. King
3: of the Hill, the uh, the reboot. Like they've gotten back almost every voice, every voice actor yep. except for Khan and obviously Luann and Luann and um lucky whose actors have passed away but yeah Um, i'm super yeah. excited for the reboot i'm like giddily excited because mike judge's new versus new episodes of Beavis and butthead are actually pretty damn good
0: yeah i've been watching them they're great i yeah, totally forgot too. that was a thing i need to watch oh, that. Yeah, that new season just started a couple weeks ago okay. i didn't know
2: that either that's so funny it's
0: it's modern beavis and butthead and it's
3: crazy really? I, yes what's it on paramount, paramount? It, no, it's kind of interesting. I went back oh, like a few years ago and tried to re watch the old episodes of Beavis and Butthead that came out when I was really young, mm-hmm. and they're almost unwatchable now. It's there, it's really like it's it's such it's not that it was bad at the time, it was funny, but I was 10 years old, right? right. Uh, but the new episodes they basically wrote for people our age, like uh, uh-huh. when I say our age, I mean us old, old, old farts over here. What? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, J- Jody, and J- Jody and Jason are the old people. I'm I'm, I'm just sure. 40. I'll take but, uh, but they wrote they kind of you can tell they've updated the humor for us like it's, yeah. it's still crude but it's just it's goofier now that's yeah.
2: fun as they should have it would have been weird to have tried to appeal to a newer
3: yeah you know
2: thing yeah,
3: yeah they the did quiet. the right thing where, where I think newer people who are new to the show can watch it and, and laugh at it and us us that grew up with it whereas the old episodes now are a little bit too sophomoric the new stuff is. Actually, I'm not going to say it's highbrow humor by no means it's highbrow humor but it's <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch the movie they came out with, the new one?
1: Yeah, I haven't yet. The- no, I, I, as long as it came out, it, it came and went so quickly. I, I just told I, right I'm on. I'm gonna say
3: you don't have to watch the whole movie, but just just Google Beavis and ButtHead White Privilege. Oh, god, it okay. is <laughs> like one of the funniest like ten minutes I've ever seen anywhere okay. in my life.
2: Oh my god! Yay! That's like South Park's whole like um privacy episode. Where- yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Not comparing uh, well, privacy and white privilege to the same no, thing. But just no.
3: That. We- <laughs> it, it basically starts them going to a college class by accident and some person are ripping them for having white privilege. It's like, oh, shoot, I have white right privilege. So they basically steal a cop car. Like, don't worry about it we have white privilege <laughs> <laughs> like is them being? and I, I always say stuff like that it, it's funny when it's assholes and idiots like that Right. it's they're idiots like, obviously they're not serious they're the butt <laughs> of the right. joke yeah they're
1: the, they're the butt head of the joke you could butt say butt head of the joke
2: we even yeah. said butt head of the joke <laughs>
1: there you go all right jody give us a comic comparison all right so uh
0: this story supposedly came from vault of horror number 13 <laughs> June 1950. And as as we're getting to season seven, I don't think it's any shock to hear uh, that these stories don't have a whole lot to do with the episode once again. But uh, what's interesting is this story was actually the story in the comic was actually inspired by Robert Louis Stevenson's short story, The Body Snatcher. So they went for like classical uh, influence here. Pencils by Graham Ingalls, and the more that we do this, the more I recognize his style. If everyone has stretched out faces and everyone's all kind of like, looks like they're falling apart, that's Graham Ingalls. Uh, in this story, it's 17th century, and there's Professor Le Monet. Not lemonade. Le Monet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joe, do you is, know how I feel about when you do accents. <laughs> uh, but he's told that uh, the intendants in his classes, he's... We know uh, <laughs> he's a teacher and we're told that uh, the attendance in his classes have to increase if he's going to st- keep being a teacher. And so he digs up cadavers to use for his anatomy classes and enrollment blossoms. The Dean's happy. And then uh, Le Monet decides to kill his competition and wants to get the g- Dean's job and then wants to become a governor. Uh, and so he hires men to go out and kill some people and bring their cadavers into the school to impress uh, the Royal surgeon who's coming. But the men make a mistake and accidentally kill Le Monet himself. And his body is amongst the corpses that they bring. Uh, apparently supposed to be based or the Robert Louis Stevenson story was based on a real incident that happened in England too. So it's that story turned into a Robert Louis Stevenson story turned into a Tales from the Crypt episode or Hells and Crypt comic uh, called uh, Doctor of Horror, but all of that has nothing to do with the show we just watched.
4: So yeah.
2: I like that uh, original idea, idea better of, of you know, yeah. repurposing because a- it's a teacher on a budget, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I actually <laughs> knew that story. My sister mm-hmm. is getting her PhD in uh, biological anthropology, and so wow. she works with mm-hmm. cadavers and like on mm-hmm. dead body farms. And I remember her telling me that. <laughs> Definitely yeah, dead body
1: farms. Oh, there is a dead body, f-
2: there or there is. are dead body
1: farms. How's that not been the name of like a metal band or a movie? Oh, no. As,
0: as a Tennessean here, my wife went to vet school at the University of Tennessee, and UT has a body farm. There's this mountain, and there's oh, a guy, one of the professors yeah. is in charge of it. Wow. and they put dead bodies out there basically so they'll decompose and rot and all this stuff so that scientists can come back and go well this is what a guy looks like who's been rotting for eight weeks out in the sun this yeah. is what a guy looks like after it's been raining for a month They're like
2: exactly the- my sister goes to school in Tennessee because of their dead body yeah farms. UT's oh, body wow. farm
0: is a big deal yeah
2: yeah it's a big big deal so Minnesota's
0: like great out
1: your, there did your dad ever bring like anatomy books home for like inspiration you find them when you're a kid?
2: I don't know if I well, also I'm just like not a book reader. So I was never like, ooh, book and what goes what it was. (laughs) But uh I there are several anatomy books at our house and in my dad's shop, there's like several medical books as well. And I'm like, ah, this this makes sense.
1: That's Mm -hmm. cool. Um now I forgot to ask you, have you ever had a life cast done?
2: Yes. My first life cast, well, my first face cast was in preschool. Whoa. show and tell with, with what i did with my dad um that
3: you was won me. show and tell that day yeah. so, I mean, so, some kid was next like with a stick like god damn it like how do, how do i match this how do i match this cool thing? no I
2: actually cool i'm recalling my my very first getting anything casted actually was um my dad has this big art piece in um our our family home and he casted all – of. I have two siblings. He casted our hands and feet when we were, like, several months old. So we actually have oh, all of our baby hands and our baby feet. And then I did my first face cast in preschool and then some hand stuff. And then – not in that way. That's, that was a weird <laughs> way to explain that. Um,
4: <laughs>
2: I had a life cast of my hand. And then um, – then I got my first like head cast done when I was around 13. And then I recently had it done again over COVID, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. You can get like a kit. Uh, so we did this for Mother's Day a couple years ago where we put my, my kids' hands in like this bucket. There's like a bucket you buy water and the chemical stuff, and you put their hands in it and they hold it for like however long and you pull them out and then you like pour more stuff in and they do a life cast. So yeah. yeah. That sounds so much better than what we did
0: when my kids were little, because we wanted to make little Christmas ornaments that had, you know, baby footprints. Cause you know, you got baby feet, you might as well use them. And (laughs) <laughs> the problem is
4: we had you, uh...
0: <laughs> I didn't have like life casting stuff I had just like clay and so we made little disc out of clay and it was all fine up until it comes time to press the foot down in the clay clay is hard and so we had to like smash the foot in there and I'm like I'm gonna break some little toes here trying to push this into this stuff uh, I should have life cast it now that I see it uh, now that I've heard all this I know better for my 16 years ago
3: self well if you ever have number seven then you can if i have number seven (laughs) we're gonna have other issues (laughs) (laughs) you have to have a conversation with the doctor
1: (laughs) with your urologist yeah dude (laughs) all right let's do our episode rating we do zero to five five being the best zero being the worst you can do half points uh caro what do you give this episode
2: Oh, God. you make me go first. I know. <laughs> I, know. Makes guess
1: I go first.
2: <laughs> I would say at the newcomer.
1: Yeah, go for it.
2: Um I feel like it probably won't be my fav- favorite episode, uh but it was still pretty decent. I I'm going to give it a, a I'm going to give it a solid 3. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe on 3.5 cuz we like the actors. So okay, that's, that's fine.
3: Per- good. Yeah, super respectable. I right, <laughs> yeah
0: uh, i'm tracking right there with kira i uh think 3.5 is perfect for this one lots of fun not the best but still a good time especially this late in the series
3: mandu pretty high mind. I'm also three and a half. mine i'm also three and a half i don't quite think it's good enough to get that elusive four but it was a good episode i liked it mm-hmm. all
1: right i'll jump on the bandwagon 3.5 i think the uh artistry and okay. it's uh it's definitely worth noting. Or just getting cool beaten
3: down by terrible episodes. And, like anything.
1: These that, <laughs> are definitely on the curve.
3: No, I know. Even not in the curve. I think this episode would fit in well. in a lot yeah, of this. Yeah. Be okay. yeah,
0: I feel it, it's it's a good, EC episode. You know, you get the bad guy gets his comeuppance. You get some cool makeup and gore effects. You get some goofy acting like
3: it's it's what I want when I turn the show on. I mean, wait till we start doing Freddy's Nightmares. You'll be wishing for
1: episodes this good. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, did the, who did the SFX on this episode? Do you know?
1: Uh, probably Todd Masters, but because he did that pretty much sense. all of them. But Jody can tell you. I will, I'm on it. <laughs> but yeah, he he's usually Todd Masters or at least someone that he is within his company. Todd Masters is so fucking good. I love uh, Todd. Am I
2: talking to Todd? Sorry, I'm trying to borrow a dead dog from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I didn't, I,
1: I, I did an interview yeah. with Todd Masters and he was in the studio and he had like a whole like row of just babies.
2: yeah, so I it's, he would have a dog it's, it's the weirdest thing. My dad owns some baby skulls for some reason, and I'm pretty sure that's actually illegal now.
1: My favorite is that Todd <laughs> it, Masters did the baby effects like inside the womb of uh, look who's talking.
2: Oh, wow. I was obsessed with yeah. who's talking. That oh movie. yes, it is. I am trying to borrow a dead dog from Todd. That's that's good.
1: awesome. That's awesome.
3: Well, if your dad if, if your dad's ever finds his house is haunted, I have a good idea why. <laughs> Could be the baby skulls. Could be the baby skulls <laughs> might have something to do with
2: that. Yeah. Baby skulls, yeah. Well, and he's got some regular skulls too. And now my sister has some skeletons that she owns for class.
3: That's awesome. That is so awesome.
2: Weird.
1: Uh, Mondo, give us the song of the day.
3: We'll have a good one today. It's Travis Tritt. No, I'm just kidding. I (laughs) I, I don't listen to Travis Tritt. It's a band from the early 2000s called the County Medical Examiners. They were uh, a, a kind of a grind uh, in, in the vein of Carcass. I'm, Jason, you know you who know Carcass is, obviously. Mm-hmm. In obviously. That early, uh, obviously. In that <laughs> early grind <laughs> phase. What's fun about this band, it actually was two medical students that started the band. That's cool. And then they got like this doctor who is a 60 year old man who has no, who hates metal to be the singer and the bass player. <laughs> and he did it because he thought it was fun. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. Uh, I don't think they've released a record since like 2007 or 2008. They, they did two albums and kind of disappeared, but the song I'm going to pick is off their first full length. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name. It's Forensic Fugues and Medical Medicolageal Medleys. Yeah, my dyslexia can't even...
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, they're trying to be all fancy with the medical terms. The song I want to pick is Al Gore Mortis. Ooh. the linear rate of cadaveric cooling uh, based on their discussion in the episode about cooling cadavers. Uh, I just think it's cool when you have people that are like in the medical field making gore metal about medical stuff because the band that started the genre carcass, they were not medical students, but they used to joke that they'd buy medical dictionaries to write song titles with and write lyrics with. <laughs>
2: That's fun.
3: Yeah. And they're, they're still around. They, they broke up for a little while and reformed. Um, and they actually played psycho fest and as, as old men just fucking killed it. Uh, but, th- but it was cool to see a band that's into that genre of music and to put out the medical stuff. And they're all medical students. I mean, I mean granted they started in 2002. I hope they've graduated at this point <laughs> in 21 years. I really know, hope geez. they're, uh, I really hope they stop making music because of the fact that there's doctors out time, don't have time. <laughs> but Uh, it's it's good stuff. So yeah, uh, County Medical Examiner's off the album Forensic Fugues and Medicological Medleys. The song Algor Mortis, The Linear Rate of Cadaveric Cooling.
2: Jesus Christ! What a mouthful! Yeah, <laughs> and
3: they're all like two minute, three minute songs because it's just it takes
4: up.
1: longer like, to say than than does the
3: song. The song yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah.
2: There's
3: the titles here, yeah, or even if you look at like early Carcass song titles, some of them are just wacky as hell. Like later on, by the time they got like the Heartwork Swan Song era, they're doing just uh, like they're kind of doing not parody songs, but they had a song like "Keep on Rotting in the Free World." Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of goofy stuff like that. But the early stuff was all like really just medical based. And um, I'm sure some like medical students and doctors like that's not accurate. But it was uh, it was ridiculous. Nice.
1: Already. Uh, let's see what's next. All right, Jody, give us some horror news.
0: Okay. And before I do that, I did find out who uh, the makeup department was on this episode. Uh, Todd was the main guy. Uh, Todd okay. Masters. Uh, we got James Roland and Rebecca Scott. Were both special makeup effects artists, and special effects were by Shannon Thompson.
2: Oh, great! So, so cool.
1: You know, you know who that is.
2: Yeah, my dad. My dad's. I don't know, but like in person, a lot of these people, but a lot of freaking names. And then at some mm. point you like meet them and you're like, Oh, you're that person that my dad did that one weird thing. And you killed a guy that one time <laughs> <laughs> or we have a dead dog together. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah.
3: Nice. All right. I, all I hope is that if my daughter ever gets to meet Jason or Jody, uh, she just refers to you guys as the weird guys you do a podcast with. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's totally fair. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> the tall guy and the regular size guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, for news. Uh,
0: One, the first piece of news I have is something personal for us on the show, uh, because today it was announced that at this year's Chattanooga Film Fest, Dads from the Crypt is going to be a part of the Film Fest. We are going to be doing a live podcast recording uh, because this is they're doing a lot of Tales from the Crypt theming this year. And so we fit right in with that, Uh, as I've already mentioned on the show our good friends Al Katz and Gil Adler are going to be there doing all the dead easy stuff and talking about their podcast. And so now we get to be a part of it too.
3: There's going to be a pop up Tales in the Crypt shop too with old comics mm-hmm. and stuff. So, really? It, it, it's a love letter Tales in the Crypt. They're kind of mm-hmm. doing a whole thing around it. Yep. And I'm um, pretty honored to be a part of that. Like, pretty surreal and all. Yeah, it has no, a Super
0: beauty. cool. We, we've so- been big fans of Chattanooga Film Fest. I, Mondo and I both were there uh, the first year when COVID hit. Uh, They went virtual, and so we were all able to attend. This year is the first year back since all that started, and uh, we're going to be in person. I'm going. Mondo is going in person. Uh, Our friend Joe Ferry is going with us as well. And uh, they are still doing a hybrid fest, though. So whether you can make it out to Chattanooga or not, you can be a part of it. Chatfilmfest.org to buy your badges the virtual fest, they do a great job of making sure, even if you're not on the ground, you're still having a great time. Lots of great movies, events. That, as far as virtual fest go, these guys are the the yes. best at it. Uh,
3: this is not a knock. So I, I've done a couple other virtual festivals that were cool, and this is not a knock on those festivals. A testament to how great Chattanooga is. It, I had, the, I've had the best time with Chattanooga. Cool. The accessibility they make for everybody, like. Uh, their goal is for everyone, whether you go in person or you buy a badge online, that you have an awesome time and see really cool stuff. And and like with the stuff they do with Discord and how they broadcast some of the Q and A's, it really makes you feel like you are a part of it, even if you are even yep. you are not there in person. So, but if you are there and you see Jody or I, please come say hello, and yep. uh, we'll hopefully have some stickers. Maybe yeah, maybe we'll try I to was, get some
1: stickers. I was about to say last night I ordered, I ordered a bunch of stickers, so once guys get nice. here, I'll email some to you. If you nice, come nice, up
3: nice. And, and and pet one of our beards, we'll give you a sticker.
4: <laughs> uh, or, I'm just
3: kidding I prefer you ask for consent first But <laughs> a simple hello I'll give you a sticker
0: <laughs> but yeah very excited about that very excited to be part of Chattanooga Film Fest but also just to be at Chattanooga Film Fest this year it's going to be great it's super be excited awesome. about it they're having it in a haunted hotel I mean like this is awesome stuff there's a riverboat involved at some point Mondo like what a, like, a, like a southern style riverboat uh, that they have a big party on.
3: Oh, dude, we're going on a riverboat, and you can get zombie dust in Tennessee. I'm, I'm fucking in. Like, oh I'm- my god, they- <laughs> <laughs>
2: zombie dust. Huh? What's zombie dust? Oh,
3: it's a beer uh made by Three Floors. It's one of my favorite beers, but you can't get it out here in Las Vegas.
2: I on the see. West you, coast.
3: I mean. you sure can't get it here. I
2: yeah. had to ask.
3: I thought that was like some crocodile meth. <laughs> yeah. But fucking, we're, we're going to be three guys the weekend with no supervision. Who fucking knows what's going to happen? Maybe we're going to be a crocodile. If, if, <laughs> if, you, if you want meth in Tennessee,
0: you can find meth in Tennessee. I promise. It's not far.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I live in Las Vegas. And my office is next to a recycling plant. So half the half the time we have people out front of our office stripping copper to sell to the recycling plant next door. So there's oh, nice. uh, plenty of. Well, the real sad thing is you'll see a car pull up in front of the recycling place i'm not joking when i say this I'm, I'm dead serious by the end of the week it'll have like no paneling on it anymore because they're carrying the paneling of their own car to sell to the recycling plant so they can buy meth oh wow. don't do meth people it's not yeah, good. don't for do you. meth yeah
4: <laughs> well, they- like, <laughs> I, I,
3: I bet it feels amazing but don't
0: do it like, it can't, can't feel that good <laughs> All right. part of our dad advice today don't, don't do, do, meth, do meth
3: kids <laughs> Yeah. Kids, uh, d- d- people wouldn't do drugs if they didn't make you feel awesome, but they fuck right. your life up. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. All
0: right. More horror news. Uh, I, announced- I have my third
3: beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> NECA announced two more figure or two new figures coming out. Uh, the feral predator from Prey, uh, which I am super excited about. I love. Yes. It It's my favorite movie of the year last year, and I love that big predator design. So uh, that and. The dog creature from the thing, like the whole evolution of the dog from yes. like a happy good boy to just a big splattery mess. You get all of it: a
3: happy good boy to a not so happy.
2: Wait, that's becoming a movie. Man.
3: No, these no, are action figure. figures. Oh, oh my god! I was like,
2: what? Like just the <laughs> just a movie of that. about that's the dog? Crazy. Just the
3: dog? You're amazing. talking to nerdy as fuck people. Of course, we have action figures all over.
2: All oh my god, days. no, it's great. I have twin oh. action figures. So. Oh, it's cool. See,
3: now I'm like, now I I
0: want to Google Twin Peaks action figures to figure out what I'm missing out on.
3: Dude, I'm definitely buying the dog, and what's gonna happen is every day I'm gonna transform it at one stage, and then we'll just keep <laughs> repeating that cycle for the end of time.
1: Oh, they're pre-ordered already. I'm gonna because that's the scene that like my now 17-year-old son like noped out on. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> i to get it, but then I'm not free, I'm gonna re-traumatize it. <laughs>
3: Real fast, Jody, did you pre-order from a big bad toy store? Just like I always
0: do. And if I find it somewhere else before they release it, I'll buy it somewhere
3: else. Shout out to Big Bad Toy Store. If you guys want to sponsor us, just saying. Yeah, uh, that's I spent I, a lot of money there. That's where my pre-orders are in as uh, in at as well. Yeah.
0: All right. Other news. Uh, this year, the Wicker Man turns 50, which <laughs> I love the Wicker Man, one of my favorite movies. Impressive. And for the 50th anniversary, uh, the film will be returning to some cinemas for mm-hmm. one day on June 21st in 4K. Nice. So I need, need to where that is playing. And it's also hitting 4K uh, with a special collector's edition five disc set. So a huge bunch of extras and bonuses and features wow. and everything.
3: I'm going to buy it and be super excited and then never watch it. I just that's how it <laughs> goes for me.
0: I love uh, Well, here, here's a couple know. other things you can buy and not watch uh, other 4K <laughs> releases that have been announced trick or treat not trick or treat trick or treat the like heavy metal, the 80s metal movie. One, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. they're getting a 4k and the burning is getting a 4k and the I burning is the burning. one of my favorite slashers <sighs> whether it got harvey weinstein
3: started or not it's still I one know of but also got jason alexander started too yeah that's right <laughs>
1: that's right you, you, you know take.
3: seinfeld that dude is supposed to be like 30 years old <laughs> no that's a rough ass looking 30. Like, what the fuck?
1: I read that they intentionally made all of Jason Alexander's clothes like a size or two too small in Seinfeld just to make him like more uncool. But, like, you know, um... like
3: uh, us at 40, we kind of make fun of people who are 40 like in 1990 and how shitty they looked. I bet the kids nowadays do the same thing to us. Like, look at those old 40 year old bastards
1: in
4: 2022. Especially since we
1: all like work from home and shit. <laughs>
2: we can't talk we grew up with like y2k fashion which was like the ugliest year of fashion, <laughs> i think i think the ugliest shit of like layering <laughs> shirts that didn't need to be layered like, oh my we
3: goodness.
4: have no
2: we have no premise to talk i, I
3: don't well, I, did you guys have jinko jeans though like jeans like, yeah, jean, like be- jeans you hide a vacuum cleaner inside they're so baggy. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah, I was, was a little bit earlier,
1: but yeah. If you want to yeah.
3: mock, like, I graduated in 01. If you want to mock, like, the fashion that kids are wearing, like, when we grew up, look up Jinko jeans, and you'll be like, what the fuck? We had it good.
1: Hey,
0: man, <laughs> I I never had Jinkos because they were always too expensive for me as a kid, but I did have jeans with legs wide enough that I could stick my whole head up in the leg. I remember that.
3: <laughs> did, you well, have spiky, just, did you have frosted tips? No, I did go blonde, though, at one point. Just, Jason? like, bleach blonde jason did you have frosted tips no i didn't i never had any hair you did i was born jason your young pictures you look like a straight jock that was like putting kids heads in
1: the toilets yeah <laughs> that's pretty much weird.
3: yeah i at least like what's funny is i've always felt like i've been ahead of the style curve like i had long hair for like 17 years and then right when i cut it off now long hair is fashionable. I'm like, God damn it. What happened the last 17 years when nobody, <laughs> nobody liked us metalheads. We we're just greasy bastards. Everyone wants long hair. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna grow. I think I'm gonna grow it out again, though. Do shit. it. I, but I had it for so long. <laughs> and then I cut it off. Now I'm like, fuck, Now I have to go back to this shit. Like, damn it. So much work.
0: Yet- to be- yeah, I've reached the point that I'm <laughs> out of options now.
3: Yeah. We'll because wait, with,
0: wait. with male pattern baldness, you either do this or you get a horseshoe around the back of your head. All That's right.
3: Here's I'm going to tell you like I didn't realize how easy guys have it till like, I cut all my hair off and care. You'll get this like you can't wash your hair every day. Yeah. You have to wash it. Yeah. What? Well, well, like, I wash my hair once a week. I have <laughs> use dry shampoo because like so it wouldn't smell. But like washing, it's a fucking ordeal. It takes like ten minutes to wash your hair, and you have long hair. You have to use conditioner, and then it's frizzy for a couple of
1: days. You have to put treatment in, so it's not frizzy. <laughs> it's so much work. No, I I understand because i have my I have an eight year old daughter who I have to like mm-hmm. comb her comb the tangles of her hair, and she's just bawling her eyes out. It's it's a whole thing. I'm saying
0: Aww. like, yeah, I, I have no complaints about uh, the maintenance level involved no. with this uh, style here. It's it's yeah. pretty.
2: Yeah. I chopped, I chopped a good portion of my hair off once um but then i had like a mullet growing it
4: out
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was I, for me I, i've said it before because again growing up virginia in the 80s you being a huge fan of pro wrestling all i wanted was a fucking mullet like i wanted a mullet so bad. <laughs> and uh and my grandpa wouldn't let me have one and it's like in hindsight i'm like thank you grandpa <laughs> thanks for not letting me fucking do that
0: <laughs> I did have a rat tail at one point though I was going to say what about the rat, tail? I had the rat tail I feel like I, I saw
2: more rat tails the rat plays. tail might be worse yeah,
3: might be <laughs> worse
2: than a mullet yeah.
3: you know <laughs> I think be. nowadays it would be like <laughs> yes. has, there,
1: has there ever been a kill in the movie where someone got like their rat tail stuck in something and that, like pulls their scalp off
2: uh, that would be so awesome if it, it should be though
1: All right, if not, sneak it it to your father. Yes, so you're younger than us.
3: I have a question why are mullets and mustaches back in style? Like, what the fuck happened?
2: Yeah, yeah, like um like a seventies porn stash for men is like attractive mm-hmm. right
3: now. Yeah, um, like what the fuck? That, was just when, we, when we were growing up, if you had that mustache, you couldn't be within like 800 yards of a school. <laughs> <It was just laughs> not okay.
2: Also, maybe it has to do with the, the climate because was not like the 80s, uh, like late 70s into eighties. Uh, around the time when like this, the term serial killer was like first coined and all this shit, y'all mm-hmm. had like and Ted Bundy on the loose and Charles Manson and all this shit. I'm, but no, that, was that's the whole, really weird.
3: that was before our time. We're not that, that old. That before, <laughs> okay.
4: Sorry. Sorry. But, like,
2: none of them even have, have had mustache. Well, I guess Charles Manson did. I also thought that my dad did this art exhibit thing for John Waters, like oh. when I was a kid and he made Baby Michael Jackson and Baby Charles Manson, and Ooh. that that was like the thing. And they were playing. I literally until I shit you not three years ago, I thought that little baby was a baby of my dad. I thought Charles Manson was my dad.
4: Charles
2: Manson,
3: though, I'm not gonna lie, he looked cool, like except for the fucking swastika on the forehead. Like, fuck yeah, once you, dude. he once he went fully crazy. Well, <laughs> like, the hair in the goatee, like, he was a handsome <laughs> young dude with the seven. I get why people followed him.
2: I, yeah, I can't say the same for like Ted Bundy. I'm like, Ugh. everybody's like he's so good looking. I'm like, oh,
4: what, <laughs> what is going yeah. on? I guess
2: that's my like younger version asking like, but it's past your guys' generation. Like what the fuck? But yeah, and, m- and mullets are back. Mullets are very popular for women too right now, <laughs> which um, I, I can't say what it is. I think it's every generation is going to like something of a previous generation. I also think no. our generation... Didn't we don't have a thing we I don't know if we have a like a thing that's our defining staple like Y2K. Yes, I know exactly what was going on <laughs> when I was like in elementary school leading up to middle school. But then after that, it's like just going back to like 80s and 70s for some reason.
3: Well, I think a lot of us. So I think a lot of our generations like we had to borrow from the generations before us until we kind of found our niche. And what I want to say like because uh, uh, Jason, you're forty two, three. Forty. You're forty. You guys are both forty-two. Okay, they're, they're the no, I'll, I'll, I'll be 40. I'll
0: be forty-two later. Don't don't give me those extra few
3: right. months. You yet. guys are old. Yeah. Man. Just get out of your old. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> but, but but I think though our generation kind of did the same thing. Like it's it was a copy because to us like the retro was always kind of cool. I remember in high school bell bottoms came back in style for a while. Mm-hmm. I that had was the thing when I was in high school. Like, everyone was like rocking the bell bottoms or the. I had some. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's every generation trying to
1: just find their find their Everything. find their grips. Yeah, and and we had the, we had the um, swing band revival. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that oh, was, I was into like. that too. Who was it? Thing. Uh, nut zippers, yeah. roll nut oh, zippers, man. cherry popping daddies,
3: that. big bad voodoo
1: daddy.
2: Mm, like, yeah. yeah, damn, I was yeah, into all, all that. Out, like yep. all her clothes from the eighties because she was like, "This shit's ugly." And then I'm like yelling at her because I'm the same size. I'm like, "You ruined me! I could have had all this authentic eighties clothing." And he's like, <laughs> yeah. but she was like, "I had no idea that that shit was going to come back in style."
3: I think I told these I've sold some old band shirts I bought in high school for like hundreds of dollars a piece. I'm like, why do you want this? You know how much sweat this has in it still? You know, <laughs> 11, <000.
4: laughs>
3: this is my mosh pit shirt. Um, it's it's I don't know. I I I mock up. I also wonder though, like, so we're from the generation that fucking hated mullets and mustaches and maybe it's a rebellion thing nowadays. The kids like, oh, my parents hate mullets. I'm gonna get a fucking mullet. We're gonna see. I mean, it happens. probably is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who knows? Okay. Pretty One awesome. more piece of
0: horror news. <laughs> we, we get, we get,
3: we take our own tracks. It's not even off track. Yeah, we just calm get on down, a different Jason. Track. Just settle down, settle down. I know you're old. It's past your bedtime. You've already <laughs> missed the Matlock,
1: so I'm sorry. But, uh... <laughs> I haven't right. had my dates for my late my late night dates yet. Yeah. I'm just gonna bring this up too
3: because we're off track. Track, anyways. Um, I actually I accidentally watched watched the first ever episode of Murder She Wrote. Oh, okay. please watch this. The opening I'm watching, I'm like, this is like a hammer film. And then they're basically filming a hammer film in the first episode. It's so cool. And you can definitely tell someone had a love for old horror. Uh, You don't have to watch the episode, but watch the first 15 minutes of the first episode of Murder, She Wrote. I think you'll have a really, I think you'll have a good time with it, actually. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So last piece of news is uh, releases, because I always like to talk about what's come out. Renfield just came to VOD like super fast. I saw it in theaters like opening weekend
3: two weeks ago, and it's already out on VOD. Dude, Evil Dead Rise is already out of the theater, I think, in a lot of places. It is in some places. I think
0: it's coming out next week. Uh, It's coming really fast. Uh, The Pope's Exorcist is out on VOD already. 65, that's the Adam Driver dinosaur Mm -hmm. movie.
2: VOD. Oh, I totally forgot about that. It's and funny. uh
0: there's one called Johnny and Clyde and it's Megan Fox is the lead in it and it's like a crime Bonnie and Clyde slasher thing it's from the writer of you, Mondo I know you'll recognize this movie. Do you remember Laid to Rest back in oh, the Dude yes you, oh, yeah. oh, Chrome oh, School right? Yeah yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah yeah. So same writer as the Chrome School movie uh but it's got Megan Fox and
3: I'm, I'm hey, really well, the, it scene.
0: goes full slasher by the end of it apparently dude i'll
3: watch it. i'm surprised that chrome call or laid to rest doesn't have a bigger following like i thought i know man i it. thought that was an
0: awesome one when i found it back at the hollywood video days
1: something <laughs> about that made me think of that lindsey lohan movie um i know who killed me yeah they need a sequel with megan fox and uh, lindsey lohan playing so- the same role the, the I know
0: who killed me has kind of gotten a revival in the last couple of years. Like it bonkers. shows up at like Jello fest and stuff like I don't think like that. I've
1: seen it. Oh, it's so bad, but in a good, in a great way. Yeah. Jody, is last... it good. I'll ask Jody's a Jody, is it good. Jody's pain. Jody's
0: a good. It's been a while since I've seen
1: it. I don't remember it being terrible. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the room uh, level of like insanity. Yeah.
0: But one more release I wanted to talk about, because I love these movies and I want to talk about them. Uh, They actually release tomorrow uh, on their recording day. So May 5th. Third Saturday in October. Yes. Part five, followed by the third Saturday in October, part one. That is the order you are supposed to watch them in. Okay. Part five, then part one. Uh, These movies are a regional Like, very regional. This is set in Alabama, and our friend John Shelton was watching them with us talking about how he recognized the landmarks in Alabama that were in this movie. Uh, The third Saturday in October is supposed to be, like, when they have their big football, like, rivalry game uh, for uh, University of Alabama. And what's so great about them is they're trying to recreate the video store experience of, you know, We've got all these great slasher franchises that have, you know, 15 episodes. But when you watch them, did you watch the first one first and then watch your way through?
1: Usually. I don't know.
0: I I watched the first one and I skipped to the end. There were definitely franchises that I watched like the fifth one before I ever watched the first one, you know, (laughs) and. That's kind of what they're going for here is like the the part five is like a 90s slasher. It's silly. It's over the top. It's big. And then you watch the first one, part one, and it's the more grounded, serious slasher. But you see all these callbacks from part five that are in part one because they were supposedly it, this all came out last year. Those like, are these not old movies year, at right? all. <laughs> oh, like,
3: CFF last year, right?
0: Yeah, they were at Chattanooga Film Fest. Yeah, last I year. love
3: those. I loved both of them so they're much. Super so cool. much fun. The,
0: the regional specificity of it is really cool. The uh, the whole part five followed by part one. You, they're they're coming out tomorrow on VOD. Definitely seek those out if uh, you have any way of finding them. I'm sure they'll be on some streaming services. And uh, they'll
3: they'll right? be they'll be on iTunes for sure, or you yeah, know whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Amazon kind of Prime. I'll yeah, sort of, definitely uh, watch those. those they're, they're
0: God, they're so good they're really fun and yes they're a little cheesy and low budget but that's the point they're supposed to be kind of bringing back that that look of the the mid
3: 90s and the mid 80s so. and, and, and uh, speaking of evil dead rise you can actually find on our uh, podcast feed Jason and I did a quick review of evil dead rise with two contrasting we both we both did enjoy the movie but two contrasting opinions very spoilery though so if yeah. you listen to that please be aware like we do warn you but uh, it's going to be a lot of spoilers and um, it's also on our
1: YouTube. It. We also stream it to YouTube. Yeah, we stream it to YouTube
3: because yeah. we're we're fancy like that.
0: I would have joined for that episode, but I have kids who gave me a stomach bug, and I didn't get to watch Evil Dead. Dude,
1: yet, so it's like your own <laughs> little uh Deadite <laughs> situation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, you,
3: you know how less I get sick now that my child is on on their own. I'm, I'm sure. sure it's amazing. I'm scared.
0: Kids are germ sponges. After she graduated, <laughs> it was
3: like just so much easier to not get sick when she wasn't just bringing home germs. But we are, we are right now because she's out of town, so we're going over. We're babysitting our um, granddaughter, Toad. Ooh. Toad the go- Toad the Golden Retriever, who is a pain oh. in the ass, because <laughs> <laughs> she's six months old and weighs like eighty pounds. Ugh. And I came home from work, and she's standing on the ottoman. I'm like, dude, like nine feet tall now, standing on the ottoman. <laughs> and she's just my other dogs who are little old ladies 14 and 15 years old respectively do not like her and they're, and she's terrified of my small dogs because they growl at her because they're like dude we are too old for your bullshit
1: <laughs> all right let's jump over to our patreon pit where we post our weekly would you rather we do the chucky themed would you rather <laughs> the question is would you rather be chased by a bear sized chucky so, like a nine foot tall Chucky or a Chucky sized bear. Oh, that's easy.
2: Dude, Chuck if Daddy people bear. didn't
1: say
3: Chucky sized bear, like they're just cute and adorable. You can pick them and play with them. I was
1: going to say, that's a teddy bear. Yes. A t- but I, I would think that there's more ways a bear can kill you than the Chucky could.
3: Dude, you're oh, way
0: overthinking this. Have, I have watched this entire series multiple times. <laughs> Chucky can kill you a lot of different
3: ways. Chucky
2: really can fuck your day up. Can I just be chased
3: <laughs> by a life sized Tiffany? Is that okay? <laughs> you, you really <laughs> just mean Jennifer Tilly? Right? Yeah,
2: you just mean Jennifer yeah. Tilly at that
3: point. Well, 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 Jody, did you did you hear we all decided how we were going to have each other die? No, you were not in the episode, but we had to pick how we were going to have each other die. Okay, you, you just have to go back and listen to the episode, dude. I like, can't believe you didn't listen to it. So really I, okay, I, I got to catch up. I'm behind.
2: By Jennifer Tilly.
1: Or... Uh, yeah, uh, Jason. I was about to say for Mondo. <laughs> Mondo definitely was death by Tiffany.
3: Yeah, I was. I was uh, like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. With I'm okay dying this way.
2: We appreciate your service. You're
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I for some reason a small bear that just like a cocaine bear. Okay, maybe I should have said a Chucky-sized cocaine bear,
3: dude. Like, like sorry. i know just, I mean it's tiny claws, man. This is the <laughs> easiest question of all time, dude. You could just hold the bear out like this, and you'd be okay. Like, it might scratch you, but you're not gonna die. It's like Okay. Like I, mean I don't want to fight a fucking eight foot tall chucky
2: i kind of <laughs> want to see that though just for shits and gigs i kind of want to see a nine foot chucky because he's he's like three foot three or something
1: yeah well there's so. isn't there there's a scene i think in cult of chucky where someone's hallucinating and it's like a life-size Yeah. i, I love that shot that was a great shot
2: i was i was i i had that thought when that movie came out I was like oh my god what if the, that what if he was that big
1: what about just was a normal size like Chucky, but like still plastic? Like that, that sounds really terrifying. Like what a, about little Uncanny Chucky Valley? Versus, uh,
3: I more want to see little Chucky, the doll, versus Chucky from the Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky
2: from the Rugrats is a, a whiny little baby.
3: So, but he's smart as shit, though. He fi- see he figured out, right? Oh my oh. god, <laughs> make them That's fight. So funny, Jody make them fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, make them duel to the it's- death. No, yeah, Hanging
3: I'm together like Jody wants in his action figure collection. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a, a good question. Which Chucky? You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which Chucky do you prefer?
0: Yeah, we've been we've been watching through the uh, Chucky TV show, or me and some of my kids have been watching Such through it. Show. And I love that show so much. We just finished season one. Oh, uh, I've already watched both seasons, but it's fun sharing it. with Three them.
3: seasons now, three, right? The three? Uh, no, just
0: two so far. I think the sec yeah. the third one's starting I mean, yeah. they
2: just started filming on this past monday
0: Ooh. yeah
3: i love I that's love... why my
2: dad couldn't be here he's on, he was on today so i loved love. but it,
3: well you can tell him we have much love on our show for both of those seasons because yes it'd be um, so easy to phone that show in and mm-hmm. just like just write out the name but holy shit is it creative and just a, like it's so creative and so good and um jason have you watched the show yet yeah, I'm almost done with season one. I'm still catching okay. up. Well, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. anything. I'm just going to say one word. Well, I'll say one statement, and Jason, you can close your ears if you want to. But um, all I wanted is for good Chucky to be good Chucky for the rest of the whole thing. Oh, season. no, that scene. Yes. Oh, that scene. <laughs> when he's drawing the family with the crayons, I was like.
2: Oh, my, oh, my God. What you've
0: killed there, there, There's. There is one death in season two that is just the absolute worst.
3: Oh, Uh, I know what you're talking about right now. We can't say in front of Jason. I I will not, but holy crap, it's just the worst.
0: But then there's another one at the very end that is one of the best.
2: Uh, It's a character
0: who I hated through both seasons, and she gets a real nice comeuppance.
2: That's nice when those moments are. are
0: Yeah.
3: And, and I I'm love just, that show. That makes just... me
2: so happy. Just because, not that I'm really involved in the show in any capacity, but just like I know, you know, Don was. It was really hard for me to just get in touch with Don for the documentary stuff. Yeah. And I like after watching the because this was before I was finishing the doc when season one was filming, which is why I didn't go into the. Seasons as well because it was crazy COVID and also I'm like I don't know these children, <laughs> uh, <and> the new <laughs> show, like they're not like my family. I didn't yeah. grow up with them. If anything, they grew up watching my dad stuff. So That's no, and cool. kevin Hager and all that That's stuff. So cool. But um, and like he, he was, just, he's just so obsessive about his baby in the best way possible. And I now I yeah. understand it. It's like he really gives. Hey fuck. And also like listening to the fans. My dad was so anal about listening to fans about the look of the doll going into the mm-hmm. TV show. Oh, it's so good. It oh,
0: the, the look of the look of the doll in the show may be one of my favorite Chucky looks from the entire series. I love and, it.
3: And and the whole thing with the whole Chucky series is like, like it's great from start to finish. Like there's I don't mm-hmm. think there's a bad a bad movie. Because they they it was so smart in leaning into like the the meta and the cheese like when they did and then coming back with dude the Chucky I guess it, it'd be it'd have been so easy to phone in a series and just make money off it well, but it's so good and there's so much oh. heart in mean, I mean, it's
1: yeah and like I said I'm 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 not all the way through I'm like almost done with season one but the 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 the, 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 the main characters the boys and the uh-huh. there's just so much heart and you just want to root for them you just want to hug them. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good series. But
0: it 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 feels like Don Mancini finally got to tell some of the stories he wanted to yes. tell with these characters. Like it's one of those things he's wanted to do, but couldn't make a commercially viable movie with yeah. gay leads, and cool. then he got to do it. And that's one and, of the,
1: that, well, and that's the only things I love the most about the whole the whole series. That there's been one person there shepherding it the whole time. Like imagine like yeah. if Wes Craven was there for every Nightmare movie and
2: oh like, yeah.
3: yeah. And I may be it's, biased, but holy shit, was Jennifer Tilly great in this latest season? Oh, yeah. she's basically playing three characters at the same time. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's
2: bananas, and she's like, she's a lot of like, she's a lot of energy. She was honestly the hardest person to edit in the documentary because oh, she's really? so fast. Um, which was great because I got a lot in our like time that we had an interview. But I was like, oh my god, this woman does not like take a breath bef- between sentences. Oh my god, but like, I I like. I was, I'm so excited she got to play because because she she has all of that energy and she'll like she she was going through like all her different voices. I didn't put it in the documentary, but at one point she's like, "This is what Tiffany is, and this is what Jennifer is with Tiffany inside of her, and then this is what the doll." And I was like, "Oh my god, you're you're crazy in the best way possible." Let me kiss you.
3: I, I met her back when I was working at Sharp Ramage like 17 years ago, <laughs> and that was the nicest person, just the nicest person.
2: She's so nice she's so
1: nice
3: what the f- oh shit no, i Who, think Jody going?
1: got reconnecting oh, um you go. yeah you should you should put that on youtube or something because that's i love it when uh actors like can show the variances <laughs> in their performances That's always interesting It's blipped out of existence in the middle of recording yeah. yeah i should put
2: some stuff on 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 youtube of like stuff i didn't put in the doc or on the mm. bonus features or, just...
3: i would tell you even do like a patreon or something like yeah. that or maybe you'll pay a few bucks for it just to not because you want to gouge people obviously make a few bucks on it just because i i pay for that that's that's
2: oh an awesome God. content i honestly don't even know enough about patreon because my like my main people that i know that use patreon are like sex workers so which like power to you but i i only thought about it in that capacity but i
3: appreciate <laughs> it I, I yeah, so we, our, we have knowledge page. we're not sex workers right i mean i haven't okay. put my
1: feet on there yet but um i can show you around hey, if jason if, if,
3: someone, if someone paid
1: 30 dollars for our feet i'm in like i'm just in like is this someone- right if someone's into dad feet i did get a I did get a pedicure today so there you go who did you, there you go. yes show the, good, show, right. the good,
3: show the goods
1: show the goods gotta pay not for free not for
3: free, not free. i'm a friend <laughs>
2: That's a great idea, though. I might, I might do that because I'm not really, I'm not monetized on YouTube or anything. I honestly forgot I had an account. With, so.
3: One of my, um, like, I don't subscribe to a lot on Patreon. I subscribe to some podcasts I really enjoy. Oh, mm-hmm. I subscribe to a couple of filmmakers I really enjoy because they post like behind the scenes stuff, and it's more so like, you know, they didn't post that much. I want to support them and the art they're doing, oh, and that, that that, that yeah. three bucks a month helps. But yeah, I think like that, if you like, had um, some really cool behind the scenes stuff like that i i feel like people would pay for it be happy to pay for it and it just goes to supporting you as an artist yeah like I, like
1: I next. yeah i was on the dead Me patreon like when they were first starting out just because i enjoyed their content so much um so that, that's just a great way to show support and actually just a little bit of a teaser hopefully by the end of the month we're gonna have some very interesting uh stuff on our patreon so i'm just gonna leave that as a teaser for now
3: that's cool because it's a teaser cool to
1: jody and i as well
0: i guess
3: yeah <laughs>
0: all all the
3: time wait do we know about this and we just yeah. forgot or we you forgot heard? oh okay
1: we'll talk about offline <laughs> um, all right let's move to our very last section because i'm an old man um so we do dad advice especially when we have guests on we ask them for what advice they'd like to share to our audience and their endeavors obviously you've made a great documentary so why don't you sh- can you share something that you would impart to someone looking to make a documentary or you know, break into you know, um, being an awesome person like you are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Well, there's so much I wish I knew, and that's what everybody or, said. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Or what? Yeah. What did What okay. did you wish you knew when you started that you know now?
2: Um, well, for my documentary, it might be different for other people depending on what you want to set out to make a documentary on. But obviously, I had the huge IP issue of having Mm. childs play movies in my documentary. And that's what heavily slowed the process. I was also new to it and young and also a small girl. So nobody took me seriously um, when I was trying to figure shit out. Um, And I had a producer that came on the project at one point um, when I basically was almost done and and trying to help me sell it. And I was steered away from fair use law Mm. uh, because I was told that I was never going to get this crazy IP. Um, cleared and it it is it was not the case at all fair use lawyers exist fair use attorneys exist actually heather langenkamp has a special thank you in my credits because she was the one who recommended me her fair use attorney from i am nancy that's
4: awesome
1: oh cool really
2: fucking saved the day Um, i have uh
1: heather langenkamp signed my copy of i am nancy
2: yes okay please
1: Please tell me that hey, Heather's the nicest person in the world.
2: She's the sweetest. Such a sweetie pie. So cool. Um I Did you go
1: we we at James and Chelsea's wedding?
2: That's where I freaking met her. I had like oh, no awesome. idea who I was <laughs> like, complaining to about all that's my so legal cool. problems. so cool. God and damn Heather it, that's like, cool. Oh my God, yeah. That sounds go. the
1: coolest wedding ever.
2: <laughs> yes. Um and so you can you can go to a fair use attorney, but also that is somebody who would cover like if you need to use news footage or, or things like that, or um, anything that's been broadcasted or music or things like that. Um, Find a fair use attorney, go to like a documentaries IMDB that you like and see what their budget was. Mm -hmm. And then see if, if, if you have IMDB pro like who their fair use attorney was, because most of the time you can go to them. Or if you go to somebody who usually clears horror, they're usually willing to like work with you. I think a lot of the times I was hesitant to ask people or, or reach out to people for help because I'm like, Oh, they're never going to come down on their rate. I have no money. I literally just made the movie out of my, my savings and a very small investment. And a lot of people, if they like your idea, they'll come down on it, like, mm. and work with you.
1: That's cool. So, yeah. I was uh, wondering, I was reading about that because not only do you have child's play footage, you also have some footage from gremlins.
2: Yes. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a few other,
1: yeah, there's, few there's a few other ones in
2: there and it's, uh it's, fair use it was fair use Mm, that's awesome and with that though it's like when you go into making your documentary if somebody's talking about something also get a a clip of them saying what movie specifically Mm -hmm. and go into detail about it because then you can absolutely get that cleared Mm -hmm. as fair use i ran into a few issues where people were talking about hi dog
3: (laughs) i forgot to close my office door and she came running in this is abby (laughs) she is 15 years old
2: hello abby uh...
3: The sweetest He's
2: With us, um, but that's like the the biggest piece of advice. And also, I, you know, speaking as a, somebody who has the privilege of a dad in the film industry, but specifically horror focused, um, I thought I could go in through connections and try to like sell my documentary through getting in the room somehow through people we knew, and it just never really worked out that way. And I was hesitant to to sign with a sales agency or even find one because. I knew that I could potentially get taken advantage of, or they were going to take a large percent. It was the most wonderful experience I've ever had, and I don't think my movie would have gotten sold anyway and uh, without them. So, sales, find a sales agent, absolutely. Mm.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I just noticed too. You have a Beetle House uh, uh, beanie on. I went to the one in New York. Did it was like such it? a at a great time. What is um, it? I was wondering that. I went with uh, Jody you know, and our friend Allison. I met our friend oh, okay. Allison there from uh is it the brewery no it's it's a, a, it's a, it's a theme bar and and food and they have a uh, a lot of uh also because i'm allison is sober they had a lot of non-alcoholic drinks there too um we didn't eat there but they also had a magician walking around that somehow had us all sign a playing card and somehow got it in my back pocket <laughs> i still don't know how
2: no it's really cool <laughs> yeah those yeah. always weird me out <laughs> They have like burlesque type shows, but it's funny because it'll be like Beetlejuice coming yeah. out, and then also our friend, um, who was uh, who is a little person who was Chucky on the red carpet for Colts of Chucky's premiere. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, there was a Chucky burlesque esque show, oh, cool. which was really fun. And- like Mondo, calm down. <laughs> yeah. No, no. See, it's like
4: uh,
3: I don't want to do burlesque. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love the i Don't get me wrong, but like the actress who plays the character—you yeah.
2: you just really mean. have a thing for Jennifer Tilly. And- I, def- yeah, yeah. She, she's
3: on my. She's on like a, I think I told my wife the day my list of horror crushes, and she's number one on my horror crushes. Aww, horror crushes. I love that. Uh, along with actresses, nobody will ever know except for Jody and uh, <laughs> and the uh, yeah Edward Finch. Anybody? No, see, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, Jody knows. Catch you mm-hmm Hey, Jody knows Capture on the Call. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, I can't remember her name, the woman that played the uh, the zombie in Re- uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I th- I she's going to be at, um, I think she's going to be at Monster Palooza. She, uh, oh, yeah. she also played uh, Lady Heather in the CSI series, yeah. uh, Las Vegas series. Mm-hmm.
2: That's oh, yeah. my
3: very short list of horror crushes.
2: I don't think it is considered horror, but Twin Peaks. Um, Sherilyn Finn is my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's. So and I I told her at Son of Monster Palooza this last year, I was like, You're my bisexual awakening. I hope you know that. And she <laughs> was so excited. She was like, Can I hug you? And I was like, Oh my god, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
2: So that's that's my contribution.
1: <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode. Kira, thank you so much for coming on. Where thank can you. people find thank you? you.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. Um, my Instagram is Kira E Gardner, and then my TikTok for some reason is a different name, which is <laughs> Kira Mira. I think.
3: Nice. How do you spell Mira? M Y R A. Yeah. Okay.
2: M Y R A. Um, but it's all. I have a link tree in my Instagram that I think links everything as well.
3: I'm too old for TikTok. I just don't understand. Yeah. You.
2: Uh, all of you guys say that and you just like take one day and then you'll be like oh this makes so much sense
0: oh yeah now now that i've got my algorithm trained i I love it it's all the stuff that i care about
3: i'm trying to figure it out but like i'll get some cool videos and then get something weird i don't want to see that though i want to see you just skip it that's that's how you train the algorithm show me the guy fucking teaching me how to use a tape measure forever that's what i want to see that's what, that's that's what I mean, <laughs> there, there's a whole there's a whole dad tiktok out
0: there it exists oh, no. the dad off. side of tiktok but,
3: but but god forbid you swipe on the wrong thing and then don't pay attention to it and next you know your fucking whole feed is booties
2: oh like, yeah i was on frog tiktok for
1: a hot minute <laughs> i don't even understand what's happening
3: right now funny, <laughs> a, funny, a funny a funny thing my, my, my guitar player uh Uh well I guess we're still I guess we're still in the band I don't know my 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 guitar player KB he's uh terrified of frogs I've never met anyone terrified of frogs frogs are just these cute little fucking creatures um we were we went to California for a metal show this this guy's total like black metal evil I am the spawn of Satan uh terrified of frogs so (laughs) there's frogs in hell he doesn't (laughs) want to be there (laughs) and we're we were in California at a brewery and they have an outdoor area and we're just chilling outside and we hear. We have to go now. I'm like, why? There's a frog out here. I'm like, yeah, dude, there's
1: frogs. See, if I step foot in the state of Tennessee, that I would hear one hiss and I'd just be running. What was a hissing cockroach?
0: I mean, that's, no, uh, I would rather have a snake than a cockroach personally,
1: but yeah.
3: Well,
2: no, yeah.
1: you can step on a cockroach and just smash it.
3: Jason comes in California, all they have are puppy dogs and snails. It's fun.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I don't know.
2: They're kind of the best.
3: That's why it costs yeah. so much. To hey, live California here. is amazing, yeah. but I have no sales tax here in Las Vegas. I'm yeah, no, sales tax. I have no state you tax. You are
2: not wrong on that. Yeah. <laughs> we we
3: have we have a body farm. we're bringing
1: it back body, around to the body farm. We have a body yeah. farm,
3: and we oppress women here
1: in Tennessee. And <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. That's gonna be the tagline for this episode. Is we have a body farm. <laughs>
3: oh, we've got a body farm. <laughs>
1: All right. Next week, we will be reviewing Comes the Dawn. We appreciate everyone for listening. We would really appreciate it if you give us a rating review on iTunes and a rating on Spotify. Check out our Patreon for bonus content. Also, check out our YouTube for videos of these podcasts. And with that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypt. Adios.
0: <laughs> Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook,
1: Twitter, and Instagram, or I will follow you to the grave.
0: (laughs) No, seriously, you really should watch,
3: but be careful what you ask for. You may get it.